Are you still mixing station gas and oil for your string trimmer, leaf blower, or chainsaw? Eliminate the mess and the guesswork with True Fuel, the original pre-mixed two-cycle fuel. True Fuel is ethanol-free and precision-engineered for small engines, improving performance, and extending the life of your outdoor power equipment. And True Fuel is available for both two- and four-cycle engines. Empower your equipment with True Fuel. Available at your local home and garden center today. Introducing the SD Podcast channel, your new source for all types of podcasts. We are looking for new podcasts to add to our channel. So if you ever wanted to start a podcast, reach out to us via Twitter, DM, or just add us at SD Podcast. Or message us on Facebook or even email us at SNDPodcast at gmail.com. Once you reach out to us, we'll tell you the best way to create a podcast. All types of podcasts are, are welcome. So anything you want to talk about for a podcast, just let us know. No idea is a bad idea. We're already on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, and all other podcast apps. All you have to do is record the podcast. So hit us up soon so you can start your podcast now. Welcome to episode 176 of the SND Podcast Show. That was with a vengeance by Division 1.1. Well, if you're listening to this, the Islander game is over. Um, It was over while we're recording. Uh, It's 5 0, I believe it is, man. We're watching the Westchester Knicks instead. We're watching it too, I think. (laughs) So, yeah. Anywho. It's the last show without real baseball, so that's good to know. Yay, baseball! Um, some baseball plugs. We did episode 175 last week, which had, uh, Justin Diamond. Chad? Justin, I oh, said. I you said. <laughs> Who said Chad? I should have said Chad, Justin. Then you to said, go to bed. which had Justin. I apologize. I'm exhausted. They need to go to bed. Justin Diamond and Sam from Rising Apple. Speaking of Rising Apple, I joined them this week for their season preview show. It was a good time. Uh, that's on the channel. Uh, search S and D podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Uh, also, the Weissman and Oz show did their baseball special. Stephen Weissman has returned from his absence from death, and uh, they had Jared Diamond on, who now owes us an appearance. <laughs> so, Justin already called him out on it. Right. So we will get that. So, so we will work on that at some point when it's not busy. So go check that out. They're on the channel. Uh, Jay's back doing his thing. He's got two episodes up actually right now. Thirteen and a mania preview, which we will do later in our later show on. without Ja. Without Ja. Without Ja. Jay rocks. They're not even wrestling. I know, but it's all about the Hardy Boys this weekend. It is all about <laughs> broken Matt Hardy and delete, Jeff. Delete. 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 So and the, and the baby. So Facebook the Maxwell. Yes, King, King Maxwell. King Maxwell, and Queen. I don't know what her name. I don't is. know what they named her. I don't know what her. I don't know what they, named, what they named her. We'll get we'll get to that after. We'll get to that later on. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Make sure you're following us. Um, Leading off. Alright, this week's lead-off question is, why does every league need to change rules every offseason? Coming from this week, the NFL changed the uh, leaping over the uh, center for field goals and kicks, which is fine. But do they necessarily have to change rules every every year to just necessarily do them? I, 
in for that specific rule, I don't see why there was a reason to change that. It's not like some, that's something you can really take advantage of. You can counteract that by just changing your snap count and, you know, not hiking the ball when the guy's clearly running up to the line. It, it didn't make any sense to me. If somebody's physically talented enough to run up and jump over the center and it's not a, wasn't a penalty before because you weren't touching him, and you're able to do that, I mean, that's more power to you. But I think they said it a couple weeks ago, like, was it the NHL? The, yeah, it said the NHL was going to talk about their pace of play. Hockey games are two hours and 15 yeah, minutes. fine. I don't know what they're But they're about. still going to discuss it. I don't understand. They're not going to stop until these games are half an hour. It's Sports take a long time. It's, it's, it's funny with that is with the game of pace, it's because of the commercials and the TV commercials. Right. If they don't get paid, there goes the game of pace. Obviously, if there's no commercials, obviously games would take 15 minutes long. Right. I mean, we talk about this, all, we talk about this all the time. The most annoying thing in the world is when they score a touchdown, kick the extra point, go to commercial, come back, kick off, go to commercial, and then come back. Yeah, and which they're and already then, talking about eliminating. Right, so and that's the And then somebody right. gets hurt in the first play and they go to the commercial. You know, it, it's just you know. Um, so this week, this topic kind of came up because this week was the NFL owners meeting. Right. And I was talking to Vin about this the other day. I found it interesting that Brendan Marshall became this week the first ever active player to talk at an owners meeting. And then I heard him, um, Eisen's off, but Deion Sanders was a, was a guest hosting, and Brent Marshall was on with him, and they were talking about it, and Marshall said... I could only imagine what that sounded like. He said, the, play, the they change the rules every year for a league where you're supposed to communicate league and players association, and players never get to go to this owner meeting. They just vote on rule changes, and it changes. You know, he went there, he talked to them about, I saw a couple of things that he was talking about, one of them was the cleats. Letting them wear the cleats that they want every week. Let them benefit from social media. Let players, you know, giving players more leeway when it comes to things like yeah, that. I'm, but, you know, there's got to be limits, of course. He right. knows that, too. There's fine, you know, it's a Nike sponsor or whatever sponsor the cleats are, fine. But you can do whatever you want to your cleats. You want them to be pink the whole season? Let them be pink the whole season. I don't care. Right. They're, like, the whole... Um, the painting, whatever they the, did. The, the can't, yeah, the, no, uh, what's the, what's the, the running backs game? Uh, D'Angelo Williams. D'Angelo, they can't wear, can't wear pink He can't hair. wear pink at all, right. and he wears the little pink beads in, in his, his hair, hair right. but that's allowed, apparently. Because it's your hair. Because it's, it's your hair. It's not part it's of the part equipment. Of it's not showing anything. That's why you can pull it down. Right. That's why it, That's why it's eligible for pulling in right. the league. Exactly. And, you know, I do get it with the leagues every year. They're looking of ways to, you know, improve their game. You know, if baseball was the same thing, nothing changed for a hundred years, eventually someone's going to get bored with it. I mean, you know, so baseball making, pretty much hasn't changed. Right, baseball for the most part hasn't changed, but, you know, they've sped up between right, pitches, right. you know, things like that. The little tiny things you, you change in a game can yeah. make a difference between, oh, this is just repetitive at this point. Right. You know, the NFL is basically taking away all the things that made it the NFL us growing up. What do you guys think about the 10-minute overtimes? I don't think it's pointless. It, it, it's if if you can't, it's not worth it. If you can't win yeah. in the first seven minutes, is there a point? No, absolutely. I I think most. I guess there, there probably can, like there's a study done that like most games that go past half of overtime go end in a tie anyway. So what's the point of cutting off five minutes? Right, and most and you know over and to me overtime it shouldn't be ten minutes. It should be possession possession. 
you know, starting at the 50-yard line, you either oh, score or you don't. Sim- right. Sim- Similar college, to the college rules. Right, but just pushing the yardage back. Definitely. Right, yeah. That's what I would do. You know, make it a little more difficult for a right. team in the NFL than in the college instead of, you know, because right. you could kick it off in the in a, in a overtime and the game's over. Right, right then yeah. and there. I, right. I don't, like we were saying before, I don't know why the league restricts its players so much with social media. I understand there has to be certain restrictions, the whole Antonio Brown thing, but... You know, inside the locker room, that could also just be a team thing. We don't know if that's... Right. Because, you know, they're doing it before the game. Them tweeting, them wearing cleats they want, that's one... I mean, they're not going to, you know, put gang signs in their cleats or something like that. Them raising money and stuff? Right. And it's only good... it's, It's good free publicity for your league. Right, it makes your league look better that you're letting these guys raise money. Right, Odell Beckham wears different s- cleats every week during warmups. Right, yeah. it's gonna drown out whatever <laughs> nonsense some guys doing. Whoever has a DUI or something like that. Or, right, you know, it's gonna drown there's, out. There's guys right. that are that are doing you know an AA thing or a drunk driving right. thing when it comes to your cleats. You know, guys are doing uh, cancer different cancer awareness that, that are close to the. He does it for Children's Foundation, I believe. So right, writes, Dan, something so like that. If he wrote an, a different, you know, two message. Kid, two no, what he does is like a different. Like one week was The Simpsons, one week was Mario, one week was like he does different kids things. Right, but if he like let a different kid design his cleats every week, or put you know one kid's name on one cleat, one kid's name on the other every week, how is that bad? I mean, all he's doing is donating them then. To a charity who's going to auction it off and raise money for a charity. Right. Now, the, they're, the he's getting it. The league's giving him the permission to do that. Now, the league looks good. Right. And you know what? The same thing can only apply in baseball. During the game. I mean, I know he doesn't run normals, whatever. It can only help during the game. You know, and you know, you're raised, it's, you know, I can't from the crowd, unless somebody told me on social media before the game what his cleats were, right. I'm not going to know he's going to have right. random cleats on. I'm not going to know. You know, they said one of the issues that came about was um, the Bears had that the Bears had that uh, navy that like navy green jersey, not the neon green jersey, or the Dolphins had like a navy like a lime green jersey or okay. something. And Marshall wore lime green cleats, and they found it as like a distraction for players. And that's weird. Okay, fine. If you wanna, if you wanna, you know. Tell a team, tell a player their the colors. If you want to go, I, I'm fine with case by case basis on these restrictions. You know, a player has to submit what he's wearing on his cleats every week. Fine, that's no problem. Has to submit Monday. Cleats have or, to be or has to be approved by Monday. Wednesday. You submit them Wednesday. It's gonna be approved by Friday. No, you have to have them into the league office by Monday or Tuesday. That way, Wednesday or Thursday, it has to be approved. Right. Whatever. Whatever. Stupid rules. This is like every year we talk about this on on the. You know, nine eleven or on nine nine twenty one every year, the the league's not going to let the Mets or their opponents wear FDNY or NYPD hats right. during the game. And it's every year we go through this. What's the big deal? One game a year. They wear them to support to support you know the first responders of of the biggest tragedy and one of the biggest tragedies in the history of this country. I don't know, um, but as for the rules, I do get it though. Because, you know, you're looking at ways to protect your players every year. You're looking for different ways to protect them. If it was something to, that was actually an issue, yeah, sure. But, but basically what the NFL did, they didn't take any issues out of the game. No, it was just... No. It's, I felt like that was... I'm not annoyed by it, but I, it didn't make any sense. They, they said something about... Somebody said that the reason they, won't, they voted that out, the leaping, was... Guy leaps, 
tears his ACL. But that's on you. That's on him. That's on the guy. That's on, you know. It's clear the people who invented who invented it, I guess, but started it because Bobby Bobby Wagner tweeted the other day. We'll find another way, and a picture of him and Sherman coming off the edge. They're gonna keep trying to find ways to use their physical abilities to gain an advantage. Right. The problem was was they made that rule that the guy who's down on a punt or a kick can't be, can't be covered. Or touched. Right, but they weren't touching them. Until they were they're going up. right over them. Right, that was the problem. They found the way around the loophole. Right. So they'll just find the way. They'll find another way. <clears throat> it's going to happen. Um, all the leagues, though, I understand league rule changes. Little tiny tweaks to your game. But I do agree with Brendan Marshall where it's got to be a... It can't just be a, an owner meeting. Oh, I agree. It should be an owner and player association right. meeting. We always talk about that with, like, pass interference and stuff. Like, they need X receivers in there. Like, I think, um, what's his name? It's not Vincent Jackson. It's uh, Troy Vincent is the, you know, is the, the, head, the, the yeah. head of the Players Association. Obviously, a former player. If we're talking about rule changes that need to happen, they need to get the shootout out of hockey. I hate it. It's the worst thing I ever. said when it comes to hockey, it's a simple fix. It's you do a... 10-minute 4-on-4. If it's not settled, a 5-minute 3-on-3. If it's not settled, then you could do a shootout. One of two things. Either a 10-minute 3-on-3 and then go to a shootout. Or three point a 3-point system. So 3 points for regulation, 2 points for overtime or shootout win, and 1 point for a loss in one of those two. Or we just scrap the whole point system and you win or you lose. Like everybody else in the world. That would make too much sense. I, I hate but the then systems. The problem is, if you go with that win or lose, how do you break up a tie at the end of the three periods? Uh, you just anything you do, and you, you play 10 minutes of three-on-three. Three. If a game goes more than 10 minutes of three-on-three, three, which is pretty much, pretty much just continuous two-on-ones back and forth, I those teams deserve <laughs> points. Zero. Yeah, they deserve points. I'm sorry. <laughs> they deserve a, a, a tie. We'll do. We'll go to the tie. We'll add ties. I mean, it. you know... How many times did the Islands go to three on three when the system first came out and you saw five guys sitting on the bench for five minutes? Right. Because they're useless. You right. know, Trevor Gillies is not going out there in a three on three. Right. You know, in a ten minute three on three, you may see the fourth line guys you getting might. out on the ice yeah, because, because the other guys are dead from going back and forth. Right. They're going two on ones for a minute and a half when what, they can't get off. What's better than that fourth overtime in the NHL playoffs and the guy who's played twelve minutes of of uh, seven periods right. scores the winning goal right, because exactly. he's not on the ice in the right. in the overtime. Alan Quine scores in double overtime against the fucking Panthers on the power play. And the power play, and that's why he's on the power play this year. Play play. <laughs> With that being said, we're gonna take a little break, and we'll be right back. With the vengeance. Welcome back to episode 176 of the S&D Podcast Show. Just Steven and Vin here. Dan had to run. Everything's okay, though. And we are back talking a little baseball because it is T-minus, what? Three days. Three days, two days if you're listening to this tomorrow. Three days. Three days if you're listening to this tomorrow. Friday, four days. Saturday, of, Sunday. Four days Monday. as we're recording it. I am really tired. We went over this already. My name is Chad. <laughs> <laughs> We are going to talk a little baseball. So, actually, it's three days till the Yankees start. The Yankees start Sunday at 1 o'clock. Nobody cares about the Yankees. And the New York Metropolitans get their hopeful championship season underway. So, what's the odd? Dan Girardi is trolling our friend Evan to let Judge play one game 
I didn't. And then they're going to have Aaron Hicks play every game in right field. I did, didn't know you said Dan Girardi. Dan Girardi is coaching. We're both really tired. Joe Girardi. Joe is definitely. Both of them can't trolling. manage a baseball team. No, neither of them can do their job at this point. Dan Girardi is not a very good defenseman anymore. Um, listen, Aaron Judge should be the starter for the starting right fielder for the Yankees. It's not even a question. But There's no reason. We talked about this with Evan in our chat today about. Severino being the fourth starter. Yeah. What do you have to lose this year? This season, you're going to be an 85 win team, and you're going to be 10 games out of a wild right. card spot. This season is we're all assuming exactly what you said: 80 to mid 80s wins, possibly fighting for the wild card spot if things go right. It's a, it's a test year. There is no pressure. Severino's a starter. Judges is starting in the outfield. Let all the kids play. But here's the thing with the and Sever- see what everybody's got. Here's the thing with the Severino thing. In my opinion, you know, we talked about it. You know, you give him a couple starts. If he struggles, put him in the bullpen. What's no, the point? The whole season. Leave him in the starting he rotation. Pitched well when he was in the rotation two years ago when he first came when it, up. when nothing when everything meant nothing at the end of the year. Well, they were technically they had made the playoffs. They were st- oh yeah, they made the playoffs. Against that was the other the Astros, Astros yeah. right. Okay, but that he was pitched well then, and then last year he didn't do his job in the rotation. Went to the bullpen and was and was electric. Right, went to went to the minors, worked on some stuff, came right. back and was fine out of the bullpen. And you know what? Sometimes that's what a guy needs: go to the minors, come back right. and work on some stuff. You can't mess with his head though. He's gonna be a starter, leave him as a starter, and just let him go. You're, you're gonna you know, ha- if you pull him 20 out, twenty starts. If it's bad after twenty starts, fine, take him out then. If if you're gonna go and put him into the bullpen, you're basically that's saying it. this is job two if you put him in the bullpen, that's at it. This it's over. Right. You Done. you can't take him out of there. Correct. He's your he's your Batanzas needs a night off guy. He's your because he's the he's guy who could go three innings. He's your he, seventh. He's a, right. He's going to be guy. that seven six seventh inning guy. Right. Who can come in pitch two innings and then Batanzas can only pitch one. Which with this rotation is what they might need because I have no pro- problem in the beginning of the game. They're probably not going to be able to go very very far in games regardless of how they pitch. Well, that's that's another thing I, behind CC and. I think CC has what, figured what, it out. What's the rotation though? Tanaka, CC, CC, um, Pineda, Severino, oh, Pineda, Pineda Severino, and I don't know who got the fifth spot. Is it? It's either Mitchell it's or either Warren. Mitchell or Warren. I Warren. Think. No, what's the other guy? Yeah, Montgomery. Well, One of them. I don't even know who that right. is. Right, exactly. <laughs> so you're gonna need somebody who can give you some innings out of the bullpen. And, and listen, you have enough pieces where you're in it. Come July fifteenth. You have a ton of pieces. Bye. Yeah. What's that outfield? Tyler Austin. You, Bye. You, you know, you got... Yeah. like you said, Rush Schneider. Bye. <laughs> you know, you trade those two to Atlanta and say, give us Bartolo Colon for the rest of the season. I don't know about both, but yeah, you could... If you need a, a bat and a, and a pitcher, anybody could call up Atlanta and go Matt Kemp and Bartolo. And, and that's, I wouldn't say Kemp because he's got a lot of years on his contract. He, he still has at does. least two or three Montecas years on Montecas then, maybe? Maybe even Freddie Freeman. I... See, the problem is with Freddie Freeman with is it's Greg Bird. Ba- you got Greg Bird at first, so you, ideally Freddie Freeman is becomes your DH, which right. then what happens with Matt Holliday becomes a bat off the bench. Right. Is right. ideally what it is. Well, I'm going to look up Freddie Freeman's contract. I think he got an extension, so it's it's probably a good amount. But you can make a move. I mean, I'm not sure. I, I look at it more, you need a bat, you know, come... Which I don't think they'll need a bat. Freddie Freeman signed till twenty twenty one season. He's okay. making twenty twenty point five this year, twenty one next, twenty one the following, twenty two, twenty two, and then he's a free the agent. The issue won't be the offense, but if you you know, I could see if he turns it around and they want to make a move, some combination based around 
Tyler Austin for Sonny Gray. That's what I could say. I could see that. Or they've been talking about Quintana from the White Sox for the, the entire offseason. It could eventually happen. I right. think they're the going to keep him for the their... problem is, though, he's gonna, the price for him is going to be too high, I think. Right. Because you're basically looking at... You're looking at who's the shortstop? Torres. You may have to look to move him. He may be involved in that. In, in, a, in a possible Quintana trade they might want. They well, might, they, they've been saying they want Frazier. They want Fraser. Fraser right. for him. They want Fraser office. back. Mate. No, right. Fraser was Cleveland. Sorry. They yeah, Fraser was the White Sox last year. They made it. Didn't they make a trade with the White Sox? No. Oh, I Cubs. They, Cubs made the they trade. Send, they sent. No, they sent Chapman to the Cubs, and they sent Miller to the Indians. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. But yeah. they're saying they want Frazier for Quintana straight up. Like that's the deal they want for the the. the Right, and, and you I know what? Do it. And if he's having a good first half of the year and you're calling them up in July, right. you know, all right, now you're adding this guy, this guy, and this guy. Right. Also, you know, basically give us what you gave. Give us better, pro- give us four guys like you did, like Cleveland gave you for for Andrew Miller. Give us those four guys and here. That's George. what they're saying, right? That's basically what could happen. But I I don't know if they'd be giving that much. I Like I said, I think Sonny Gray is a little more of a realistic thing. If he bounces back... To anything close to what he was, that's a, a good pickup. That's Listen, a good. If San, in San Francisco's offense isn't there, you know Matt Moore could be available. Um, if they fall, what's off. his name could be available. Not uh, not Cueto, not Bumgarner. Who's the other big guy? Uh, Samarja. Uh, yes, yeah, Samarja's on that team. You, you can know? see. It. So basically, uh, what we're gonna, saying is it's going to be hard to be like that team to fall off with those four. I know. I mean, the Dodgers are very good, but I think that rotation... The, those is, four, just the two is... The first two are Bumgarner and Cueto, and then you're throwing Scherzer and Matt Moore, and if right. they pitch the way they know, it's a margin. And, and Matt Cain's the fifth starter. If you get anything out of him, <laughs> cl- anything close to what anything resembles good. If I'm San Francisco, I'm calling Oakland every day and asking for Sonny Gray. Right. You know? It's just like... I, I like the, 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 the Giants a lot this year, but the Dodgers also have a very good rotation, even though... Urias is not starting with the team. He's starting in Which is interesting because he pitched most of last year with the I team. Know, but he's starting in extended spring. And Casimir is hurt. Well, that's like that's a just, given. That's just Casimir, right. Like, but they have... Know, remember... I mean... What's his name? Kenta Maeda. All right, so if you could look back at, at Steve Phillips' trade with Casimir for Victor Zambrano, who won that trade? Obviously. <laughs> in the long run, who In the that? long run, nobody won that trade. Right, so ideally, moving Casimir because in the Tampa run, got nothing. What were we going to do with Casimir when we had him in two thousand three, two thousand four? We weren't a good team. It's it's true. I mean, would it have been nice to have him, Pedro, Johan in two thousand seven. But he was kind of done by then. He was a duck by then. Wasn't was he? he? No, I think no, it was he like was a couple years later. Was he, was still, years he was good early in his career, and he struck out a lot of guys. It took him a while to figure it out. That trade is obviously. A terrible trade, but in the end, it didn't affect anybody. It didn't hurt that much, right? I mean, you know, everyone complained about it, but you know, at that point, yeah, it because was you know, a terrible trade. But when Victor Zambrano throws a warm up pitch and then runs into the dugout right. and we never see him again, that's right. another thing. You know, we the, should have Victor. It Zambrano also the pitch. way that played out. I was they were talking about this on the radio. The way that played out. So they made those trades on like a Thursday, the trade deadline, because they were four games back of the Braves going into a four game series, and then they got swept. Right after the trades. So, it, then all of a sudden, they're eight games back, and the trades didn't mean anything. And right. the pitchers, they got are terrible. Right. And I, everything blew up in their face within the matter of, you know, 92 hours or whatever it is. You know, it's, you know it's a shame that we never stay around anymore? Victor Diaz. <laughs> He's a duck, isn't he? 
Wasn't no. What's his name? The duck. No, um, he's he's in that league what's though. The other guy who's a duck. Who did we go see Ramon last year? Castro, no. Ruben Gotai. Ruben Gotai. We yeah. went to but oh, Vic- Ruben Castro. I think is the first base was the first base coach a couple years ago. Um, Victor Diaz was in that league as of like two or three years ago. He was in that in the independent league. I you know, it's one of those. There were some like guys that we liked on that like those those two thousand two, two thousand three, two thousand four bad teams. There were guys on the. Well, teams. you made the point the other day, of, and I, it's a weird way of putting it, but it's there's no more. Ray Odonez hits a grand slam in in, in September. And we, in and September, we, we don't expect it <laughs> because everybody's pretty good on this team. Like Ty Kelly's going to be Ty, the guy to right, homer in Ty opening Kelly, day. And right, we're exactly. going to be like, oh my god, Ty Kelly just grand, hit a homer. Right. Outside of Ty Kelly, I expect a good amount from everybody else on this roster. The only other guy that we could like be like, holy crap, he just did that would be Travis. <laughs> but I, ex- I still okay. You're right. I don't expect it from Travis, but it was supposed to be there. Right. It's supposed to be there. And if you listen to the Rising Apple report, they asked who my who my player to watch this year. It's Travis. I think he bounces back if he's healthy. You know, if you tell me in September at the end of September, going into the playoffs, we we won the division and Travis played, let's say a hundred games, hundred and ten games. You know, the rest of the the other I'll give him hundred. Yeah, hundred and ten to hundred and twenty games right. he plays. Or even a hundred, just say a hundred. Yeah, just give him a hundred. Um, and he hits two fifty to two sixty five with fifteen homers and sixty RBIs. Let's say you would say that was a bad year. No, of course I would. Hitting so, wise, it's fine. The problem is he's going to be still have a zero in throwing guys out. His problem last year, his average wasn't awful. I think he hit maybe two forty. High 240s, maybe 250. Right, that's what he is. He's about that right. of a hitter. But it was no extra base hits. They were all singles. Right, he needs to hit a couple doubles. Uh, if he hits 240 and they're all extra base hits and he hits 15 homers, I'm fine with it. Right. You can hit 240, I don't care. See, that's the thing, though. If he's hitting the ball and the rest of the lineup's hitting the ball, no one's going to care about him not throwing guys out at second base Right. because we're going to win those games because our offense put up right. 10 runs every game. And We've talked about it. There's a lot of people who say this offense doesn't have enough. I just don't see that. I where, where I is see, it missing? I see seven 20 home run hitters and a leadoff hitter. That's what I see. Because right. Travis, we know, can hit 15 home runs. It's there. Right. Okay, so six 20 home run hitters. Right. Figure six. Figure he, hits, he can hit anywhere from 15 to 20. Right. But I, you know, there's six 20 home run guys and four 30 home run guys. But, but see, here's the biggest question is... Lucas Duda's back. Neil Walker's back. You know, are they going to hold up for the... For, I think they... I, I I don't think... I'm more cautious against Duda than I am with Walker. Walker, I think it, it wasn't a big issue. Walker had the, had a surgery. Right, but... Duda I, didn't have a surgery. He's been getting tight a lot. Like, he missed the last... He missed, he missed the split squad missed, game. The hamstring. The hamstring. Duda, I'm always a little leery about. But... Walker, I think, will be fine. Can we fire Ray Ramirez? Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> he gets a lot of flack, but it can't be his fault. I know uh, we, you we know, do I was thinking lot. about this. 162 games is a lot of days for a body. Right. We, Let, let's face it. We fact. talked about this the other day with Cespedes. If he plays 130 games, I'm fine. He could take... If he takes 130 games, right, it's under over a six-month season, right... Four weeks, four weeks uh, a month. That's twenty-four weeks. If he takes a day off, a week, I'm fine. 
Will he take a day off a week? He won't. Right. He, we know him. Right. He's built... He's built the... Bu- he, he already said he's so winning the MVP. He's every, winning, he's, we're winning the World Series. He He's going to want to play 162 games. He's going to want four bats a game. Every issue... That we've that has been around him. He's not a good clubhouse guy. People don't like him. He gets you know he's lazy. He has completely shattered those things over the past twelve months. Over the past week, just being on Jose Reyes' Snapchat, right? And like, Instagram story. He, he we saw him. They there was a they're on the plane and he, right. and he, and he's just sitting there like a nobody. And I don't know where he's dancing right. at the end of the video. I'm like, what is that? He's right. He's clearly. <laughs> The like Cabrera and Reyes are starting it, but he's clearly jumping in. Like he's not the party starter, but he's not a a, a, a sore thumb just you, sitting there doing nothing. You know what I think it is? You know when he was in Oakland, there wasn't many of those fun Hispanic guys on the team. Well, that's right. When he was in Boston, there weren't a lot of those. You know, when Poppy he was in was Boston, probably... it was they were at the end of their worst season when they were supposed to be great. Right, and then were, it was a sixty-five win season. And then when he's in Detroit, again, another team don't really have that, like... But he played very well in Detroit. He hit 290. Right, right. I'm sure he got along with with Victor and Miggy. I'm sure. Right, but those are not the type of guys who are going to go out dancing. Boisterous guys. You're right. You're right. You know, you see the Reyes is always having fun. Cabrera always wants to listen to music and drive fast cars and ride a bike with a bad knee with his kid and... (laughs) Have his one-year-old hitting home runs in a batting cage. You see that? Right, I did see that. <laughs> but they were, I mean, he even said it, that he finally has a place to call home, and it's it's comforting. He, get, he gets a... Detroit doesn't have a, a big... I don't know if they really have a big Hispanic community. A Cuban community. I don't think they do. I don't think Boston has a big big one. Probably they may have someone somewhere in Massachusetts. I don't know. I definitely don't, don't think Oakland. Oakland has one. New I York know has that Cuban New York community. has it. And, and it's right near Flushing. And the training is in Florida, which is where his ranch is, and he can do... Right. It, he literally bought a ranch 20 minutes away from right. Port so that was the Right, so that was a, one of the biggest things in the, the Players' Union article he read. He wrote, one of the biggest things about him staying with the Mets was the entire offseason he could stay at his ranch and drive 20 minutes to the to the complex and work out and come back. Yeah. So he's, he, he could ride a horse. He could take 30 minutes and ride a horse. Right. You can. <laughs> so, <laughs> or a jet ski. I don't even know what he uses they anymore did, these days. I was listening to the uh, ESPN podcast. They were saying... There was a there's a weight machine that they were working on and they did a special with him and there wasn't enough weight it was too they couldn't add any more weight and he was lifting it with ease doing a leg press like it was yeah it, he, he outlifted the he, machine he is the type of guy where you know if you watch like the NFL Instagram or Pittsburgh right. Steelers Instagram James Harrison's 38 years old and after games is posting videos of leg pressing 2,000 pounds, right, right. Cespedes is that equivalent. Right, so he's clearly not lazy, and he's clearly not just, you know, a sore thumb sitting in the corner doing nothing. I, I could see where those things came from, because he was in tough situations. Now he's got a home, he's going to be here, it's going to be six years overall eventually, hopefully more. And, you know... If, if, it, if, it, if it's more, it's more. If it's just the next four years, yeah, then whatever. let's enjoy it. Right. Because, let's face it. This guy's a superstar. We haven't seen a guy like this on this team since Piazza. No. A beast not like even, this. Not even... Oh, Delgado, little. I'm, right. Maybe. Short spurt of Delgado and Beltran. Short, short of Delgado and Beltran. Floyd had one year where he was, you know... And, I was excited about signing right. him. He was usually and hurt da- a lot. And David was always the star, but... It was. It's a David was more of a star when he had protection. You know, if David was right. in this lineup these days, if that healthy, David if was in this lineup, right? Right. Because think about that lineup he was in then. 
Right, he was the fifth Bel- hitter. He was the fifth hitter behind Beltran, behind Delgado. Those guys both homer. Pitcher's like, Jesus, what am I supposed to do? Right. He's throwing cur- right. uh, sinkers down the middle of the plate. Right, David exactly. got a T-ball. Exactly, exactly. So, David had nothing to worry about. You put him in between. You know, even if you had David be the four hitter in between Cespedes and Duda. Right. Old David. Old well, he'd be a healthy. Data. He'd be hitting third because it's him and he's the captain. But I don't think he. Cespedes has come out and said he wants to hit third. And you know what? You're paying him the most money. I would. He, I, he I, plays. He hits third. I would go back to and hit David. I would hit David fifth and put. Like, I, I would Bruce let David or Granderson in front you know of him and the other one behind him. It takes him a long time to get a bat around. You know where he's the perfect guy, the number two hitter. Well, that's where he was. Right. You let Reyes lead off with him at the number two hitter. Cabrera's a good two hitter, though. I do love Cabrera at the two hitter. It's going to be interesting I to see really, what the lineup I is going to really be. I really like this team. Because Walker could be a two hitter also. Walker has the ability I, to I be a two hitter. I think the one up you've been seeing, so it's Reyes, Cabrera, um, Cespedes, Grandy, Walker hits fifth, Bruce hits sixth, Duda hits seventh, and Travis hits eighth. Here's the biggest question mark for me and I'm going to state it now and I said it on the Rising Apple podcast also the Rising Apple report I am convinced that Steven Matz will not be a factor this year I'm convinced that in three weeks now because they announced today um, he's not throwing not throwing for three weeks I think he's still going to be in pain this is the same injury from last year what I lingered into this year there's an issue go have surgery he had the surgery he had surgeries to remove the bone spurs last year. They're saying this then is there's like, something else. In there's that. an issue that like, it's like a lingering thing. Okay, then there's got to be something. That I said this done. to you earlier. This earlier today. When he first got hurt, you said something to me. No, when earlier today, what I think he's gonna do, what the way I'm looking at it is, Wheeler and Matt are one person. So Wheeler is basically gonna pitch the first half of the season, and then Matt will take his spot for the second half. You That's sent, the way I look you at it. You sent the Newsday article which said what I said. If Wheeler's pitching lights out and he goes to the doctor, right. even not even just lights out, if he's pitching well enough, let's say let's say it's June and he has four wins in, in I don't, 11 I, I don't starts. care about wins. If he has a, a three, middle three ERA. Or less. Right. You know, and he goes to the doctor and they say his arm is fine. Right. Go all in. And the other thing Let I him saw. Let him go. I, the, the article I showed you was written by our boy Mark Carrick. From Newsday, I didn't know. I, I was referencing yeah. the article. I one of the one of the best Met beat writers. Now that Ruben's gone, he's the best. I mean, I'm excited to meet him on Tuesday. He's going to be at Pitch Talks. Yes. So he said he made a good point that let's say they you know they push this innings cap a little bit because they go to the doctor and whatever, but he has to be shut down early and he gets to 150 innings. Now he's at 150 innings. He already had pitched 180 in his in uh, his you know, his, no his second year. It it extends him out more for next year. It they don't you know you know they don't, they don't like making big jumps. They only like doing fifty inning jumps roughly. Now if he pitches one hundred and fifty innings next year, he can go to two hundred. Is basically no limit. Right, because that's ideally right. ideally a no star only through one hundred ninety seven last year. So basically, there's no limit on Wheeler going into next year if you push him a little bit. But Which, here, and it's not it's coming off. I mean, it's coming off, but it's coming off two years of an injury. It's not coming off a year, right? And here's the thing again with him. And ideally, if you really want to think about it, Harvey also kind of did two years. He it, got it was hurt. it was eighteen months, so it was almost two years. Right, it was eighteen months. Because remember, he came back, and then it was like August, and we were eliminated. So there was no point of right, him right. coming up to the majors, and he was right. pissed about it right. also. Right, and then we brought him back for 2015. You know, 
that's kind of similar to what happened with Wheeler, except he was still his injury was still ling- his surgery was still lingering. Right. Um, also with him, uh, he with Wheeler. If you tell me 150 innings, but the doctors say he's good to go the rest of this season, I'll put him in the bullpen. Put him in the bullpen. Yeah. If Matt's is ready to go, put him in the bullpen. Or if you want to flip flop him and Lugo. If Matt's isn't available, yeah, I, but that, just, like I said, I just think, think about it. Two guys on this rotation, if this rotation was healthy, have not had Tommy John surgery. It's just Noah. Matt's hasn't had it. Matt's Matt's had it. They won. Oh, that's right. He got like drafted. And Noah's the only one who hasn't had it. And uh, and uh, yeah, so Noah Noah's overdue. That's what it means. That's see that. When Putting they, on the muscle. When we were talking about trading people, this was early 2015, that was my point. Trade him because he's the only one who hasn't had the surgery yet. But he's the ace. He's the one that you're paying at this point. Right, okay. So if, I if get he's going to have the surgery, this is going to be the year he's going to end up getting We, we previewed because... the seasons of the Mets and the Yankees last year. I want to get into this this paying things a little bit. Pain? Paying. Paying. Okay. paying. My, my contention with the Mets starters since before Noah came up has always been it doesn't seem like Harvey's going to be the one to stick around right so we would trade him before mm-hmm. um before he gets to uh, to free agency get something for him i know speaking of paying by the way yeah he right? just got a 3 yeah. year extension three and homered was it 3 i thought i saw oh seven time all star yeah, yeah. Three year extension. Three year and homered him. as Ken Rosenthal's tweet went through. Good for him. <laughs> so yeah, that means three more years of great. being. Our guys getting picked off um, first. What? Uh, I lost my Arguably the best defensive catcher we've ever seen. I would say. Uh, Pudge. 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 But Dude. still. Yeah. Um, when they were at the top of their game, I know we saw it last year at Noah. If Harvey gets to the top of his game, he's still... I've been saying it since 2015. He's the, He is the ace of this staff. He has the mentality of the ace of this staff. Now, I think Noah does as well, which could create an issue in the paying them, which is what I wanted to get to. Well, here's the thing with They both them. have the... Number one, a mentality. Jake clearly has a second-hand mentality. He's a country boy who wants to stay. Well, he's not from the country, but he's a, a, a quiet guy who wants to stay in the background. He's a perfect number two. For a guy who's going to lead your rotation, I think you can only have one of them. I think with Harvey's history and injuries, no matter what happens this year, he's got to go. Harvey may say, I felt so great. This team's about... if." Let's say we don't win the World Series. Let's just say. You have already said the Cubs are winning it again. I did. Okay? Harvey feels great. We get to the NLCS. Harvey still feels good. He says to himself, this is a World Series team. We're all getting back together next year. And we're getting younger with Rosario playing short and Dom Smith going to first probably. Most likely going to first. Right. Um, Because you don't ever know with Duda. You don't know what's going to happen. Right. He can... He can surprise us in bat 290 with 30 clutch, 39th inning walk-off homers this year, and we're both going to be like, where did this come from? The one thing with all these injuries that have been piling up is it lowers their market value. So it's no longer 
you know, last year there was an article that came out the Mets had a, mil- a billion dollar rotation. It's no, that's no longer the case. Matt Harvey is no longer a fifteen million dollar pitcher on the open market. But here's the thing: and neither is Steven But Matt. that's that's why his mentality at the end of the year this year is this team's going to win the World Series. Why should I go get overpaid by a team that needs a pitcher that's so far out of becoming a team who's still just looking for a guy to bring in to sell tickets, I th- where I can make. Ten million for a year from the Mets, you know. If the Mets say here's one for ten, ten, he's still a about the money guy. If but you're in, if he's in New York and he pitches well, the contract will be there. The, the money, money will come. Right. The money will come from the billboards, the publicity. Right. You can go to all the Ranger game you want. He could be, he, he wants. The Rangers will pay him a million dollars a night to right. be at the Garden. So, at, with all the injuries, it has easy. Uh, you made it easier on the money because, like we just said, Harvey will probably is at the point where he's going to get some kind of two-year bridge deal to prove himself unless he really has a phenomenal year this year. Matt's, there's no way he would get a big contract. Wheeler, same thing. DeGrom is on the older side of this, and you'll be able to keep him. And Noah is just really starting. You still got Noah's got three, four years of arbitration. Right, you still got four more years exactly. So you're not worried about Noah. The first year for him doesn't count contract wise. It was that's that super two thing. It doesn't count the first because they brought him up late. Right. So it's really only last year was his first year. Right. So so it's oh they bring him up late. It was like May. Let me call him up. It was June. Wasn't it in? It wasn't. It might have been the last weekend of May. I thought it was like mid-May, because your birthday was when we hosted them. Remember, we went oh, to that right. game. So well, I went to right. Right, we went to all the. We went to one the of the games we went to as a group of us. We went to a game for your birthday. We got blown out. That was after my birthday. No, no, it was the worst one o'clock the, one one nothing game of the all Cubs. Time. It yeah. was after, right after, after. But right, the day I went, I went my dad for my birthday on on my birthday, and he pitched. You're right, but it was so it was like early, but still. So Harvey's making what? Harvey's making five point one yeah. two five this year, yeah, cause, and has another year of arbitration. Right. So we're worried about this. We still have two years to really worry about it. Now, if he goes out there and pitches lights out, he's going to get a big arbitration. He's going to get a big arbitration. He's going to ask for a big arbitration number. I'm sure we're going to offer him a, a or small you arbitration, or we can. And then it's going to go down to a bridge. All right, let's get let's let's meet in the middle, right. and we'll do two years. Right, two years of it. And and you know what? Come out, pitch a good good again if we want to trade you I, at the end of the next. I year. hate that we're looking so far ahead because I really. I said this on the Rising Apple report. We're looking towards Amir Rosario. We're looking towards Dom Smith. We're looking towards the year. What's going to happen? You know, can we trade Jay Bruce in the middle of the year if we need another right, guy? Can it's we move just the way we're why thinking. Why are we thinking about? I don't know. Why are we thinking of twenty eighteen? 2017 is going to be arguably the most exciting, could arguably be the most excited year. It's, I said it to, to a friend of mine the other day, this is probably the most excited I've been about the Mets going yeah. into a season since 2007. Yeah, exactly. I, te- that's what, I texted it to Lauren, I was like, I, our, our friend Lauren, I said, this is the most confident and excited I've been about a team since probably 07. Right, because 06, you didn't know what to expect with all right, these guys were, coming we in. We thought we were going to be good, and and it didn't. It turned out phenomenal. Which right, is, we, you know, you still had the Braves to worry about. Right, you know, exactly. Still worrying, you still had to kill you, the Braves. You, right, you still had to beat the Braves before you're really worrying about. It. Right, and they started winning and winning and winning, and you kind of felt something good going on right. throughout the year. And you started getting more confident. That was kind of 2015. 
Right. You kind of, well, you know, we had no confidence early in the year. Then you got the Cespedes move. Then right. going into the following year, we didn't know what to expect. Last year, Cespedes signs. Now you're starting to get a little confidence going into the year. Right. You're building it up throughout the year. You make the playoffs. You had the confidence going into it. It fell short. Right. It happens. You know, just like I was saying. This is the first time since 07 that we're, you know. Ready to go. Before the new year started, we were ready to go right. for the season. Right. Like, the Islanders were dead to water before the new year. We were ready to go for baseball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were already ready exactly. to go for baseball. It's it's weird. When we talk about 2015, it's the second half of the season seems like a blur. And it seems like it was almost too easy. Like, they kind of just walked through it. There was no... Besides that national series where they had the big comeback, there was no, like, big exciting moments kind of thing. But, like, 06 was filled with those... And I feel like this year, I said this to you yesterday, I feel like this could be an 06 type year, 95 plus win team. I said on the Rising Apple Report, I said we're 95 wins this year. Um, they're they're buddy, a good reporter for them, one of the editors, JT, um, said 94 right before me. And Sam goes, Stephen, what do you think? You know, this is the crazy thing that, you know, writers like to do and look like jokers. What What's your crazy prediction? I go... You you said JT was going high with ninety four. I'm going ninety five sixty seven this year. It's you know we're not the eighty six Mets. We're not winning eight. We're not winning hundred games. No. We're not winning hundred games. If we win hundred games, that I'll be, I'll, great. It makes we, me look. Makes me look. If we win hundred games, it means in three weeks, Mats comes back healthy and a week later gets into the rotation and the five of them just go. Right, and Gasolman's in the bullpen, and exactly. we're just and Luke, going. Right, exactly. And, and the five of them become what we've wanted for three years now. All right. That was a really long-winded, off-topic, crazy train of a baseball talk. That but was a good baseball talk. That's though. me and Steven. That was a nice That's talk. That's what you get, folks. But we're going to not talk hockey, because the Islanders are done. Um, but we're going to come back right after this. We're going to talk. We'll answer a quick Ranger question, and we'll talk some WrestleMania. Before we with a vengeance, with a vengeance. Welcome back to episode 176 of the SND Podcast Show. Stephen and Vin are here. Everything is good with Dan. Um, so the Islanders were losing 6-2 last time, 5-2 with like a minute and a couple minutes no, left. No, it's like halfway through the third period, but there's no... Uh... There's no... There's no silver, there's no white light at the end of the time. They had it all in their hands, and then they lost back-to-back games at home to backup goalies. That was it. There's seven minutes left in the game while we were recording. They scored, they lost to Boston 2-1, to two games, scored two goals, lost basically two 2-1 two, games. The second one was 3-1 because of an empty netter. But you just, uh, there's not much you can do. I mean... This team, while it has the talent, I think, to compete, is just too inconsistent. And we saw it all year. I mean, they we've seen them play literally dominate the top, you know, shut out Washington for nothing. The one of the games I think you and I were both at, uh, at home against Montreal was I thought the best their best game of the season. Carry for the break. Right. If it wasn't for Carey Price, that Angela game would have been six nothing. Right. And and you know, had two goals, if I remember correctly, in that game. Maybe. They, what was the other game I said? Uh, they played toe-to-toe with Pittsburgh the other night and won in a shootout. They beat they beat the Rangers. They had three games against the top teams, or the three of the top teams in the in the division. 
uh, Pittsburgh, Rangers, and Columbus, and came out with five points out of six. The, you couldn't ask for any more. And then they go into... Where did they play after Boston? After Bo- Boston was Saturday. And then... Who's and the then they played Nashville on Monday. Monday right. They lost, basically if lost 2-1 both games. If they beat Boston, the loss in Nashville would have never... Would have it wouldn't not have mattered. Much. Because the Boston game was, you beat Boston, now you go ahead of them... When, and that you was had a, the spot, and with, you go ahead of them with a game in hand, and then Monday was the game in hand. Lose both games two to one, can't score a goal, and then they ended and up being Nashville the next right. night. And you know Tampa's on the Tampa leaped them with a right. great comeback last week. By Tampa the way. was down four four nothing to Chicago and, and came back and won. Chicago forgot they were playing in Florida. They scored four goals and never scored again <laughs> the rest of the weekend. They forgot they they made a trip, and but they're also in the playoffs. You know, remember when I care. made that bet earlier in the year, and you said, "Oh, I don't know." Did I? Yeah, you you were down on Chicago. Eventually, it's got to happen. It's going to happen quick, too, I think. Listen, if they lose, they lose in the playoffs. They lose in the playoffs. I don't care. But, you know, if you're going to put a bet on a team and you can win some money on it, that's a team that you could could look at. But my question is... Two 2-1 losses, and then they come out and go four goals in the first period to the Flyers. That's it. Season's over. You know, no, you need a miracle, but there's no the the the, Wait, the light at the end of the Wade tunnel Dubu is so little. Coming, it's so there. little that right. it's just. I, I'm so let's let's move on to the other team for a little bit. You know, we talked about this with last year with the playoff format. You know, the Rangers have the most points in the Atlantic if they're in the Atlantic Division. Correct, and they're winning the division right now. Montreal's at the top of the division. Mm-hmm. No one gives the Rangers more fits than Montreal. No. That's not going to be an easy series. It's not going to be an easy series. You know, you no. look at it as, oh, the Rangers have more points, they're the better team. Yeah, but look at the games they played against Montreal. Hank, I don't think I think Hank won the first time in Montreal like last year. And you know what? Unless Kreider is going to dive into right. Carey Price again in game one, he would have to come from Pittsburgh to do. It. Oh no, Hagelin, they sent to Pittsburgh. Right, Hagelin. Right. Kreider's still on the team. Kreider's still on the team. It, you know what? It's going to be a hell of a series. It's going to be a very good series, and whoever comes out of that. It's gonna put up a fight. It's gonna. They're gonna. Whoever comes out of that Atlantic bracket is gonna be not as rested as I originally thought. Because, I mean, if you look at it, if you're the Rangers and you can beat Montreal in five games, it should be a cakewalk to the Eastern Conference Finals. Should be. But and here, then now you're but playing. Here's the thing. If I'm the Rangers, Ottawa's four points behind Montreal. They better make up those four points. If I'm a Ranger fan, I want Ottawa winning that division. I, I, think about it. We we lost games last year to play Florida because I don't know if we ended up with more points in Florida at the end of the year. I don't know if we did, but but still we knew we could beat close. Florida. We knew we can destroy Florida in the playoffs. Rangers going against Montreal. There's no confidence. You know, we we felt there was a sense of confidence playing against Florida. Well, I don't know if it was a sense of confidence, but it was definitely we didn't want to play Pittsburgh, who was the hottest team in the league and ended up winning the cup. Right. So it was the right decision. The Rangers... If Carey Price gets hot, the, the team's on a run. My thing is... Carey Price has a lot to prove this year. I don't trust Ottawa that much. I mean, Craig Anderson's kind of on this, this you know, magical run with all the adversity he's come through. So I kind of am rooting for him. I am very excited to see what this Maple Leaf team can do in the playoffs. Because they are high-flying. If they get any sense of goal goaltending... Well, here's my thing with They can Toronto. really put up some fight. Are they, like, definitely in at this point? Yeah, they're. I mean, if you look, you can look at the standing poll standings right now. They're the number three seed. How many points do they have? They have eighty-seven. And I Boston think Boston has eighty-six. Eighty-six. 
And then who's technically still in it? And then Tampa's behind them and then us. No, Carolina's behind them at 84, Tampa at 83. What about us? 82. We're only a point behind Tampa. And oh, okay. hold on. Toronto's got 75 games. Boston's Oop. played 76. Carolina 76. Tampa 75. Technically, the Lightning and Bruins can still pass Toronto. But if Toronto holds on to that three so spot. So can Carolina. 84 points. Tec- I, I, are they in that division? No, they're in our division. Right. But if Boston jumps them. Right. Puts them they in can a wild get into card a wild card spot. spot. I'm saying if they stay in that third division spot and they're in the Atlantic bracket, they can make some noise. Right. They could go into Ottawa. They could beat Ottawa. I, the, the reason this whole format annoys me is we're going to get a Caps-Penguins second round series, and that's really not how it should be. The Caps-Penguins should be the Eastern Conference, Conference Finals every year. Now, because whatever team, right, the Caps are, the, first of all, the Penguins are going to have to play. Columbus. One of them's going to have to play Columbus and and. We get beat the you know beat the shit if they come out of it and win. The other team's gonna get to play a lesser team, you know whoever it is. If, if it's Boston, it's because Boston's playing on fire, right? And if, if it's, Toronto ends up in that spot, or if it's Tampa, it's because Tampa's on fire too. Tampa's a dangerous team. Right. If Tampa get, if Tampa gets into the into that wild card spot, but that's the, a dangerous. The team. Capitals should be able to to take them easily. I think the only easy team that would be for them would be Toronto. Because that means Toronto not, struggled. Not right, exactly. That means Toronto struggled. Their age is starting to play a factor in the season. They're getting younger and they're thinking. We always say this, you know, a team has to kind of go through a run and they might not be ready. But they Tampa's have five two right now in Detroit. By Tampa the way. is Tampa. It, but that Toronto team could just at any moment. And Boston's up two nothing in their game. Okay. Toronto's up two nothing after two. Right. At any moment, that Toronto team can can you know score four goals. You know what I'm really excited about? What is that? The Western Conference. Edmonton Oilers. It's about damn time, man. Hey, 5-3. Oh, here comes the comeback. Watch this. We're, we're, we're crapping on Don't them. Don't call it a comeback! <laughs> we're grabbing on them. Here comes the comeback. Jesus. Here we go. Um, But yeah, that Western Edmonton. Conference playoffs right now is Ducks Flames, Sharks Oilers, which... Which one of those two teams could still win that division? Yeah, they're both the, the, two. The Pacific, they're both The yeah. Pacific Division is very up up for grabs right now. Um, the Blackhawks are basically a, a two points away from clinching their division because they have 105. The number two's got 96. Right. The Pacific Division is Anaheim with 95, the Saints, the Sharks with 93, Edmonton with 93, and Calgary with 90. All those teams still win the division. And those are the three. Te- those are the four teams that That's play. The four, they're they're going right. to play each other too. It's kind of cool because they're going to all stay in the same division. Uh, it looks like... Na- no. Nashville yes, the only yes, team yes, that would yes, change. Yes. No, and Nashville's then, the central. Right. Nashville would go and play. So the divisions will stay in the division. Nashville, if they don't pass Calgary, would go play Chicago. And the what the, the playoffs um, teams are pretty much set. That you The know, first they, team's out of the Kings with 10 points back with only... Okay. Less than five games left. No, there's... Well, okay, five or six Right, so there's like seven games left. So right. they, they're right they'd there, have yeah. to run out. It would you be... know why they're out? It's because they traded the best goalie on the team this year. Yeah, I guess he was the best goalie. Budai was the best. Budai was the reason they were in the postseason run. Well, I mean, they, anything. But they traded for. They traded for Ben Bishop. Yeah, you know what he's done. Yeah, he's not. He hasn't. He hasn't won, well. I don't think he's won a game. He he probably has, but he hasn't played very well. And they traded for Jerome McGinley. That was kind of pointless. But. I, the Western Conference playoffs should be interesting. The Wild have dipped, dipped a little bit. Dubnik has not been playing as well. 
But, I mean, I'm sure they're still a good team. If I'm Nashville, I'm crying, though. If I'm Nashville, I want that, I want that first wild card spot. Yeah. They need to jump Calgary because they don't they they face Chicago too many times. Yeah, they, can't the play the Black, <laughs> they can't play the Blackhawks again. You know what's crazy? Last year we had zero Canadian teams in the playoffs. It's almost and all we of them have now. one, two, three. Everybody except Winnipeg. Winnipeg's possibly going to be the only team. Yeah, Winnipeg's the only one. Unless Calgary somehow falls off and right. some crazy. I don't even think that spot. Oh, well, they didn't clinch yet, but it's almost they're almost clinched. Yeah, Winnipeg's the only one that didn't make it. Calgary, Edmonton. Um, Montreal and Toronto are, and Ottawa are only. And you know what's crazy is that the team behind LA is Winnipeg. Yeah, well, they're, <laughs> they're, they're they, they officially got eliminated. They said it on the radio the other day. Oh, okay, so I didn't. So it's, the Kings didn't get eliminated. The Winnipeg did though. Okay, so ideally the Flames are probably a win away from eliminating. Pro- probably just like a game being played. You know, it's like a, a one point kind of thing. I think they're playing right now. Or tonight? No, they're not playing. Probably tomorrow. I'll get you the magic numbers real quick. Uh, da, 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 it's probably da, 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 da. a point. NHL magic. If we do the math, 76 points. 76 games, so that's six games left, right? Six games left, they're, they're five games back. So if Nashville, it's it's for Nashville, it's one win. And for Calgary, same thing. The... They're one point out of being eliminated from the seventh seed. They're two points out right. from being eliminated from the eighth seed. So basically, so the, the whole thing could be... Right, by tomorrow, probably. Yeah, basically everything could be out by tomorrow. Um, the Flames... Are you sure the Islanders are eliminated? No, no way, there's no way the Islanders are eliminated. Do not qualify. What is these does not control its destiny? Does not control its destiny because okay. they're only if they lose say they're still four points back. Right, you know, they're the, only two games back. The There's... Lightning's number to be eliminated is seven. So ideally, that's the end of the season. Right, exactly. In in, in the end of the day, that's the end of the season. So, Capitals division number is four. Um, for the division, it's four. Over the Blue Jackets. Canadians are five. Division number's five. So Toronto's six points away from clinching a spot, by the way. Yeah. The Islanders are out, like we said. But the, the playoffs, I mean, I'm probably... It's been weird. I mean, the Islanders have been in the playoffs, it feels like... Two past two seasons. past two years, and it feels like it's been a while. But, um... Yeah, we kind of get kind of off topic, but Rangers definitely can make a run. They need Lundqvist to be Lundqvist. They need Lundqvist to stay They need Rick Nash to score goals. Think about the past couple of years; they haven't been able to score goals in the playoffs. And who's the best scorer on that team? Arguably, one of the best scorers on that team. It should be Rick Nash. It's Rick Nash. Why is where is he? He's a third liner on that team now. He's an eight million dollar penalty killer when they get to the playoffs, pretty much. Right, and you can't have that. No. Uh, but a little, a little WrestleMania. Let's move on to a to little bit of WrestleMania. Um, so we don't care about the Battle Royal. Nobody cares about the Battle Royal. I'm gonna call it. Now. I'm gonna tell you who's gonna win each match of that we don't care about. Okay, that's what we're gonna do, based on rumor threads and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so the first match is yeah. Andre the Battle, Andre the Giant Battle Royal Memorial Battle Royal mm-hmm. is Braun Strowman. 
He's going to win. Cruiserweight title. I don't really care who wins. It's Who's... Neville versus Austin Aries. Austin Aries was big in NXT. Neville used to be big. It used to be like a superhero thing. He went yeah. to this like dark type thing to kind of give himself an edge as a heel. Yeah, I saw and that. And nobody really likes him anymore, so, so I hope let, he loses. Let's go with Neville. I'm going to go with Neville as a win. The women's title, uh, this... Uh, Alexa Bliss is the champion. Yes. And they're doing every available woman on the SmackDown roster, plus a couple of extra surprise guys. Um, I'm going to say Naomi's going to win it, being that she won the title at the last pay-per-view but got hurt. (laughs) She'll get it back. So she's going to get it back. And it also makes sense because it's in her hometown of Orlando. Perfect. So what would be better? And then then she'll keep it on Tuesday, and then the following week she could lose it. Fine. Because Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday... Raw and SmackDown are both in also or in Orlando. Orlando, okay. So nobody cares about those matches. We move on. Okay, Raw tag team title match: Gallows Anderson, Enzo Cass, uh, Cesaro, Sheamus. Gallows Anderson win that match. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Because I love Enzo and Cass, but Enzo can't wrestle for his life. Um, Dean Ambrose versus Baron Corbin. They're already talking. They're looking to push Baron Corbin. So something either crazy is going to happen where Ambrose is going to end up winning this match, and they're just going to keep their storyline going for the next couple of weeks. Or Corbin's going to win it here right. on the grandest stage, get his WrestleMania moment. And get, get a push. Get a push, and, you know, you could have the story keep going anyway. Right. Just give Corbin the push for now. Correct. Owens is going to be fighting his former best friend, Chris Jericho, for Please, the U.S. title. Owens, Owens is going to win the belt. Jericho's going to kind of... I mean, I wouldn't say Owens needs to be put over, but I think... he's No, the over is overdone. It's just... No, they need to move, use him more, I think. To be fair, though, it should not be a title match. Why not? Because the rule, the rule is in WWE rule, if you do not have a title contention match for thirty days, you must give up your title. Jericho hasn't had an actual match since I think Royal Rumble. An actual physical match. An actual physical match. Yeah, so he's never he's never worn the belt in an actual match. I think he had a couple, but he, I don't remember the last time. Because Owens is the champion. No. Jericho's the champion. Owens was the universal champion, lost it when Jericho popped up at Fastlane. Lost it to Goldberg, who we'll talk about in a little bit. Okay. Um, oh, Jericho's the U.S. champion. Right, yes. I forgot. You're right. Okay. Uh, Raw Women's Title Match. Bailey, Charlotte, Sasha, Nia Jax. Uh, I'm officially lost. Bailey, just because I want Bailey. Bailey's going to win, but the storyline is going to be Bailey versus Sasha Banks after because Sasha's going heel. Okay. Um, I think Charlotte's gonna. It's an elimination match, so it's basically everyone gets eliminated. Uh, so my order is going to be Charlotte gets eliminated first because nice. Dana, uh, whatever her name was, Dana, whatever, is going to come out and beat her up or something. I have no idea because she used to be the protege. They got in a fight, so you know they're gonna have that kind of storyline now. You know the protege cost her the belt. Blah blah. blah. They fight each other. Uh, Nia Jax is just. Terrible, and I never want to see her ever succeed. Okay. No no offense to her, and she'll probably crush me if she ever listened to our podcast. Right. But hey, I, I just, I yeah. think Sasha and Bailey will be able to beat her together. There's just people who can't wrestle. Right. You know, not at, everybody. I'm not, looking at you, Fandango. Not everybody, not everybody who's related to The Rock should be in the WWE. No. <laughs> so, with that being said, Bailey wins. Um, dark match that nobody knows about. The Usos are going to be complaining and want a match because they are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. 
And at some point in WrestleMania, you will see the Hardy Boys. And that will be the match. I'm going to call it now. The Hardy Boys come out at WrestleMania. We'll challenge the Usos. I don't know if they're going to win the belt. But it's going to set up a story of them being I, the champions. I love the I could, I could see them coming in and winning the belt. I, I could love see the that being, Boys, so I hope they are they make an appearance. A lot of times when they do one of those bring back guys, like they did it with Alberto Del Rio a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. They brought him back for the U.S. title challenge that Cena has. Right. Beat Cena within like two minutes. They gave him the belt. Because that was part of the agreement of bringing him back right. is he becomes title. So why not give them the titles at WrestleMania why not? and start that going? Uh, the other stupid match that we have is Cena and Nikki Bella versus Miz and Maurice. Nobody cares. I already know Cena and Nikki win. Cena gets on a knee after the match, finally proposes. They've been dating for like 10 years. They've been dating <laughs> on and off forever. You're right. So that's that. Uh, the most interesting, one of two of the most interesting matches is Shane versus Styles. To me, this is the, hopefully Shane the can't rules, jump. Hopefully Shane can't jump off his cage this year. Jesus. He this already is, did his yearly lead up to Wrestlemania jump off the top rope into a table thing he did the other night two weeks ago yeah I AJ is one of my favorite guys I like they're making him a bit of a crybaby he whines about everything now I think they're trying to make him a face whatever I like him and Shane always puts on a good show so I think that should be a good match it's gonna be a good match and I think you're gonna have AJ win because of last year was AJ's first Wrestlemania and they gave him a loss they did. So let's give him a WrestleMania moment. But he, was, he had just started last WrestleMania. Right. It was Royal Rumble he last year was his play. first comeout. Exactly. So it was basically just his introduction into wrestling. Right. Um, well, introducing WWE. He was right, right. Uh, the non-sanctioned match, which is basically a street fight, a, a clean way of saying street fight between Triple H and Rollins. It's more of a liability thing. Right. And because no Rollins way, is actually hurt. There's no way Triple H loses because it's Triple H. They also just didn't want to plan anything else. That's the rumor is they were either going to do Finn Balor versus so Triple H or Samoa Joe. Get jumped, pretty much. You're going to jump him. Samoa Joe is going to come out and play a factor in this. The thing with the non-sanctioned matches, there's still a ref and there's still a three count at the end of it. So uh, the, o- the only thing is it's, it's a street fight, quote unquote. Right. And basically they had this type of match of Triple H and uh, Shawn Michaels. And SummerSlam, one of the years. Um, so basically, it's a street fight where Rollins is not, they're not WWE is not responsible for Seth Rollins because he's actually hurt, and it's Doesn't basically the sense, WWE okay. making making it saying we're not reliable. You're you're putting your own life at risk. Right. But why put a guy who actually has the health insurance to the company? Right. Why put him at risk? So. Here's what's gonna happen. Samoa Joe doesn't have a match at WrestleMania. He's gonna come out and help. Triple H, Finn Balor is going to make his triumphant return to help Seth Rollins, who's going to turn into, eventually, Balor versus Triple H, I think, at SummerSlam next year, because Balor is going to pull the, I thought you thought I was the next great thing, but you took my title away and you're not giving me any chances anymore. I guess. I could see that. I could see it. It's complicated, but I could see it. Um... Taker Roman is going to be a snooze fest because oh, Taker is a thousand years old, can't barely has any health. Choke slammed Strowman a couple weeks ago, like with ease, yeah, but I then just, he was like wincing after, and you could see the okay. I can't. He over he. They don't know if he's going to wrestle next year. He is signed in for it, but he signed it could be next. changed. This is it for Roman Reigns. If they don't, if he doesn't get put over, and it's not. The, char- the character doesn't work. I'm sorry. People don't like Brock Lesnar still because of the fact that he beat Roman Reigns. Uh, 
Taker three years ago. Yeah. So and what makes them think? What makes them think the, the they... guy that, that people like don't like is gonna help? It doesn't make any sense. Unless they put on a really good show and he loses valiantly, I I don't know. It's Roman Reigns has a lot of talent, but this character is just not working. They might have to make. You know sense. he's bad. Well, they want him to go heel. They want him to go heel because you know Rock went heel, grew up his character. Well. Yeah. And guys go heel, then come back. Then they could come back. You know, sometimes it could help. That him was out. a different time though, because like you look at like Rock and Austin. I guess technically Rock was the heel and Austin was the face, but they were both like it was the attitude era. They were both assholes to everybody, right? And but, it was just, and they both got you know big pops when they came out, and it wasn't really a face and a heel type of thing. I don't know if I'm I'm Roman. I'm going heel. If this match ends where Taker ends up winning, it would actually surprise a lot of people. Right. And I think that would be the best thing for Roman Reigns, is Taker <laughs> winning. The reason Taker lost to Brock Lesnar is because mid-match, Taker said, pin me, apparently. Right. That is the report. Because Taker was scheduled to win that match. And then they were going to have the storyline between the two of them, Lesnar being pissed off that he lost that match. I don't know. So, I mean... so Taker was supposed to win that match. He, got, he hit his head on the mat, and he lost it. And he said, you got to beat me. Just... Figure let's let's put on a show, right? And I'll lay here and you'll beat me. And I gotta, I can't do it. It's, it's like, if they don't like you already, why don't they just make them a heel? You can't expect a guy to get a pop being a face if you have to bring out his cousin in Little Rock at the end of WrestleMania, and he's still being booed. Not WrestleMania at the end of Royal Rumble in Philadelphia a couple years ago, and he was still. Booed. It, it and this is literally going to be basically. He's already, excuse me. He already main evented WrestleMania twice, and has been booed. It, it, something's got to change. Yeah. And he's got to be the one to, to say, okay, let's go heal. Right. Let's go heal. Let's. It's not let's, this. If this doesn't work, you got to go heal. You have to. You're already putting him in a shit storyline. Right. After against Strowman again, going back to that stupid line. Yeah. Because you have no talent to anyway, face Strowman. Let's move on to that. Um, not Strowman. Okay, Bray so Wyatt. SmackDown title match: Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton. Uh, Bray Randy Wyatt's Orton's got like a thousand titles already in his career. Bray Wyatt needs to push. He needs to stay champion. People love Bray Wyatt. Yeah. It's the complete opposite of Roman Reigns. Yeah. Everybody loves, loves Bray, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Bray Wyatt. People wanted Bray Wyatt to be Taker a couple years He's ago. Great on the mic. He would have been good beating Taker, but yeah, Bray Wyatt is. If there, if. If Taker beat Lesnar in New Orleans, I would have let Wyatt beat yeah. Taker because then you could have been like, "All right, he's the new leader of the dark side. Right. He's, he's in charge. The, he's the he's the dark world leader now." Right. Exactly. Um, the only thing that would be really cool in this match if Baylor doesn't come out earlier, he's got this demon aspect. Right. You know, if you know that could be cool with the Taker match. That could be cool with this. It could. That could be cool with the Taker match because you know he because that could put Roman into a a demon comes to help the dead man, right? Knocks out Roman. Start that feud. That's a feud. Balor and Reigns. Balor and Reigns because Balor would be a face in that feud. Right, exactly. Roman has no choice but to be the heel. Right, exactly. So that would work. That could be. Not do it, but right. That may not be something to do, but that could be something you know. Demon helps dead man. Right. Right. Underworld things. Right. Um, I'm convinced, uh, Randy Orton's been quote-unquote killing Sister Abigail, the Wyatt, like, right. mentor. Right. 
Uh, there's always been rumors about a girl coming in. There's a Bray Wyatt type of female in NXT. And I'm convinced that we're going to be introduced to Sister Abigail in this match. At the end of this match. Possible. It's very possible. She comes out, distract, throws off Randy Orton. And, Sister and Ab- he hits Sister Abigail. One, Sister two, Abigail three. Done. Next night you introduce it as... Or two nights later on SmackDown. You right, it. exactly. Um, what's going to be the worst match of the night? <laughs> the Lesnar-Goldberg match. The worst match of the night. Goldberg, Goldberg can't wrestle. Can't Goldberg can't, can't wrestle. And he can't take a hit. And it's going to be the first time, probably ever, that Goldberg's going to finally win, lose a one-on-one match clean. He's never lost a one-on-one match, like, cleanly. Lost it. So it's always been some sort of smoked by Lesnar. Oh yeah, it's gonna be like Lesnar's just gonna toss him around. Right. It's gonna it's gonna be disgusting. One F five and that's it. It's gonna be multiple F five. So kick out a couple times to kind of make it. He's flat out said this is gonna be a bloodbath. I can I can totally hear them announce this is a no disqualification match before. Kind of similar to WrestleMania eighteen. Think Goldberg's gonna get the crappy out of him. Oh yeah, kind of similar to WrestleMania eighteen, where the Rock. Austin match at the end in Houston right. was not a disqual- uh, no disqualification match. And right before the match, when they were announcing this is the main event, they announced it was a no disqualification match. They didn't really use it, though. They did at the end with McMahon coming out. And right, but it, right. It, 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 it was 17, 17 or 18. Right, it wasn't like, like the whole know, match. hitting people with things. And Here's shit. the thing that I see happening with this match is as long as... Shane can still stand on his two feet because we know how he Ooh. tends to not be able to after matches. Yeah, he likes to do that to himself. Last year at SummerSlam, it was Randy Orton versus Brock Lesnar. Lesnar punched Orton, cut his head open, cut Orton's head open, and just kept punching him in the head. And they kept ringing the bell. Shane came out and yelled at him, and he F5'd Shane. So the report, so original matchup for WrestleMania was Lesnar, Shane. That would have been interesting. Yeah, Shane would have died. Right. <laughs> it would have flat out Two died. Two very different styles. <laughs> um, if, if Les... At least Shane would have put up a great fight against right, him. Right, exactly, exactly. At least, right. So, I think that they'll turn into a no-DQ match. Shane's going to come out to try and help Goldberg to try and not get him killed. Right. Lesnar's going to hit Shane again. Right. Shane's going to end up on Raw one night calling out Goldberg or so trying to make some Lesnar's sort of gonna win. trade. Lesnar's going to win the match. I think Shane gets involved, though, to set up him... Lesnar at SummerSlam. Because, do it again, Brooklyn to Brooklyn. Could have worked. Because there's rumors that Lesnar gets traded. I'm not excited. I hope the Hardys come out. I'm excited for the Shane Styles match. This could either Besides be... Besides that, we'll see. This could either be one of the top five greatest WrestleManias of all time, or one of the worst WrestleManias of Especially because it's going to be long. If it sucks, it's going to be like a bloodbath. Just taking forever. Alright, so what's the over-under on Taker's entrance? Okay, did you see that ramp? It's shorter than we showed. I showed you. Because it's not as long as that. I'm going, it's at least three minutes. I think they should show Locker Room 2 no. ring. <laughs> I told you this. I think they should start him in the ring, you know? Oh, just, oh that'd be nice. Do that entrance where the lights go out and he comes out. Or put him on the damn bike, please. <laughs> They're not doing that. De- they're not doing. Can biker. he legally? Can he ride a bike anymore? Is he physically think, fit to ride a bike? I don't think fit. I just don't want to see him in New Orleans next year. To be honest, <laughs> no? I love Taker. I just don't want to see him. He's done. It's time He's to. Done. Right. It's time to go away wrestling wise, and mm-hmm. he could pop up every once in a while, whatever. Right, right in a couple. But guys, no more wrestling. You know, 
If you want to do something mentor where, somebody kind of thing. If you want to do something where Finn Balor calls yeah. on him to be a mentor. Like something or, like that. Or Bray calls him on him as a higher power to help so, yeah, him out. Some something kind of stupid thing like, like that. that. Um, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, SD Podcast Channel, Rising Apple Report. Make sure to pay attention to Rising Apple on <coughs> Instagram. Um, <coughs> they're going to be live at the uh, at, uh, opening day. At McFadden's. They're doing it. Sam's actually going to do a little 7 a.m. outside the rotunda, just him with wow. the kind of. Before the crowd shows up type Calm of, before the storm. Calm before the storm type report on Instagram. Live. Okay. Um, uh, him and Michelle are going to be in McFadden's also. And then they're going to try and do some stuff during, during the, the game, game also. They're kind of not together. So okay. they are all separated. So we'll see what happens throughout the game. Right. Um, and then eventually we're going to piece it all together and turn it Make into it a something. Uh, into a podcast for everyone to listen to. Um, also... Anybody going to Pitch Talk, it's Monday at the Bell House in Brooklyn. I will be there. A couple of the Rising Apple guys will be there. Uh, Weissman and Oz may make an appearance as well. Uh, it should be a good time. I'm pretty. I'm actually pretty amped for it. I'm going to my first game Wednesday. Vin will be at opening day. I will. Um, so, with that being said, enjoy opening day, everybody. Let's go. Let's Mets. go. It's baseball season, everybody. Maybe 20 degrees when you're listening to this, but, but spring baseball. is in the air. Yep. Using an overpriced trash bag? Pricey, pricey, pricey! A bag that breaks? Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Or a smelly bag? Stinky, stinky, stinky! You gotta snag Hefty's Ultra Strong Trash Bag. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty! It has Arm & Hammer odor control, so your nose and your wallet will be... Happy, happy, happy! Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags. Hefty Strong, all day long. Hefty, hefty, hefty! hefty.